So you don't know how sick you are until you aren't sick. You don't know how bad you feel until you don't feel bad. But then when you feel good and you go back to where you were previously, you just, I I honestly think that for some people, they forget how good they felt eating the proper human diet. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer on this beautiful day in Boise, Idaho, being joined by Carrie Thompson from Hardinsburg, Kentucky. Yay, it is not quite as beautiful here. It's a little overcast, but it's not cold, so I'll take it. Well, cold to you is what? Well, I mean, I, I was in Alaska for quite a while, so that's cold. It's not cold, though. It's like you don't need it. You could wear a T-shirt outside. So you don't have very much of a tolerance on cold. <laughs> well, I've been I've been really, really cold on a glacier in Alaska, and it was not necessarily my idea of a lot of fun. Because my idea of cold is like, you know, like several layers or like 30 below zero. You know, your idea was cold is anything where you can't wear a T-shirt. <laughs> you do get acclimated to where you live. Yeah, you do. It is. It's cold here. It's in the 20s and it is, but it's beautiful, sunny blue skies. I've got the shades drawn so the dogs don't bark at the people walking by because I have windows all the way around my house. And it's a good news, bad news. It's good because it's beautiful to have windows everywhere. It's bad because the dogs can see everything. And so they think they need to alert me to every little thing walking by. And it's like frustrating. But today, you guys, we are talking about forgetting how good it feels. And this subject came up. And I think that I can't remember which one of us actually came up with this exact line, but we were just coming at the time we're recording this at about middle of November 2021. We were just coming off of a, a weekend of events that we had in Boise called Conquering the Holidays. And Carrie came to town for that. We were standing here in my kitchen talking and we're always talking about how to prevent the weight regain because we don't have a weight loss problem in this country. We have a weight regain problem in this country. and. My heart's desire has been for the last couple of years to prevent the weight regain because we've seen the best of them fall and regain their weight even after being on Code Red, which is a proper human diet for years. And so Carrie and I are always looking for this answer. Why is it that people regain their weight when they know even coaches who have a coaching manual and who have been trained, who know who are the best of the best? So it came up and one of us said, it's just that people are forgetting how good it feels. Since the whole time I've been working for you, Christy, this has been a topic of conversation constant. because it is a constant of us trying to figure out if we could just find out what the golden ticket is. What is it that causes, is it just the, is it just a few Snickers bars? Is it, I, I bought bread and I brought it into the house, you know? Is it, you know, like people that we've known that have been on, like Jade, you know, Coach Jade that, that is your assistant and also our event coordinator. She was on the max amount of medication that they use for chemotherapy sometimes for her psoriatic arthritis. She never wants to go back to that and where she was. But what is it? Because we've known other people. I had a client, Christy, this just, it just popped into my head, type 2 diabetic. 
completely off her insulin and now regained her weight and is back on insulin. Why would you want to go back on insulin? So what is it? What are we missing, Christy, that makes people go back and hurt again? And, and I think that the conversation sort of came up something like this. You don't know how sick you are until you aren't sick anymore. And then one of us said, you forget how good it feels. And I went, ah, oh, you went, I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. <laughs> so you don't know how sick you are until you aren't sick. You don't know how bad you feel until you don't feel bad. But then when you feel good and you go back to where you were previously, you just, I, I honestly think that for some people, they forget how good they felt eating the proper hu- human diet. It always baffles me when you've got someone who was so, 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 so sick. Right. This was Code Red was their last stop before weight loss surgery. They were on loads of medication, maybe a Humira, which is that drug, the chemotherapy drug that treats psoriatic arthritis. Maybe they were on loads of insulin, maybe on an insulin pump that feeds them insulin constantly, maybe on a CPAP, like people who are very very sick, you know, at risk of the you know, complications of unchecked diabetes, blindness, impotence, having losing a limb, uh, these kind of things that happen. And yet they come on code red, they reverse their condition. And not, the weight loss is down on the list. I mean, they reverse their condition and then they turn around and go right back. So that's what baffles me. It, those kind of people who were super sick, they got their life back. They got a second chance. And they turn right back around and go back to what made them sick before. I mean, it's one thing just to regain your weight, but it's another thing to actually get sick again, knowing knowingly. So you wonder, is it that, you know how when we gain weight, it's insidious, like you don't realize it until then the pants don't fit and then the big sweats don't fit and then the fat pants don't fit and then you're having to go up on sizes. It's kind of a slow onset for most people don't turn around they're 100 pounds heavier. They just don't, but it's such a slow onset. So I wonder if the feeling good, you don't realize it because it happens so slow that you start to feel badly again. I wonder if one day you woke up, if you were, you know, if I was 150 pounds and I woke up 250 one day, I went, oh my gosh, I forgot how miserable it was to be 250. That would make me want to go back to 150. You know, I, I, maybe it's the, is it the slow? Is it the timeline, the progression? Is that what's happening? I think it's two different things here, uh, two different sets of people. The people that are, have normal function, they don't, don't have any, any metabolic, we're not metabolically broken like myself. Just having the weight gain, that part is slow. Like just the weight gain, the clothes don't fit, like it, it, you start to get a little uncomfortable slowly. That's sneaky, that's slowly. But then it's the other set of people who actually go back to being sick. It's one thing when your pants slowly start to get tight, but it's yeah. another thing when you actually have to go back on medication. And so I guess maybe that happens slowly too. But I I would think that you'd walk into your doctor's office and your doctor's like, oh my gosh, this is so great. We can take you off everything. And the next time you go back in, the doctor says, well, we need to put you back on all these medications again. Wouldn't that be, I don't know if it happens. That's the part that baffles me. It's the sickness part. I wonder, there are stories we tell ourselves. And I wonder if part of the story of weight regain is, well, you were never going to be able to maintain that. Or like we talked in a previous episode about baby in the bathwater, well, I really don't like Christy. And it was unreasonable for me to be 150 pounds. It was ridiculous to think at my age that I could stay at 150 or 145 or 110 or whatever it is where you were. And it was, I wonder if people start changing the stories they tell themselves 
to justify the gaining of the weight. But you're right. If I had to go back on insulin, to me, that would be like, oh my gosh, Katie bar the door. Like, this is serious. I've really slipped backwards. I know that one of our uh, former coaches rewrote who has spoken about this publicly and would not mind me saying this rewrote lost almost a hundred pounds on code red and left being a coach and regained that weight. Re knows I absolutely love her to death and that will never change. I, I knew Re before Code Red and I'll continue to be friends with her after Code Red. And in her case, and, I, and she would tell you this if she was standing right here, in her case, she was never sick because of her being 100 pounds overweight. And in her case, now that she regained that weight, she's still not sick. So she's not metabolically broken, I guess, you know, other than being overweight. We, there are no signs of being you know, other than her waist circumference, maybe, maybe her blood pressure. I don't know. I don't know any of her stuff, but she the type two diabetes, any of that sleeping problems, any of that kind of thing that comes with weight gain. She doesn't have that back. And I know that she, she publicly said it started off just a little bit here and there. And the weight started coming back, you know, like allowing little things to come back in my house. And I would gain a little bit and I would say, Oh, I'll get it off next week. Oh, I'll jump on it. And it just started. Aww. Then it got to the point where she said it was so far gone that I didn't care anymore. But she never got, she wasn't sick before and she wasn't sick after. So there was no sickness to help her go, you know what, I do not want to live this way. It was just being uncomfortably big. Just like you said, when you eat things off plan that your hip hurts. And I was going to tell enough, you that. Yeah, yeah, that is enough to keep you on track. How right, much hip I, pain does somebody have to have? Right, I, exactly. I have an old injury from when I threw a child into the, a, pool, a pool, I was throwing, I was being funny with uh, some kids came over to my house and I was throwing them in the pool. And I did this thing where I twisted and I tore my gluteus medius. And it's just this part right above your hip, kind of right above your butt cheek. It's called your gluteus medius. And I tore it and I, I did platelet replacement therapy and it worked and it did really well. But if I eat, and it just happened recently, if I eat something that's kind of off plan or something that we don't normally eat. And I eat, I, you know, which is what we can do in maintenance if we choose to. It's funny. Most people choose not to because of what I'm getting ready to tell you. That area of my hip starts to hurt of my bottom of my hip. And it's not, it's, it's a very specific injury that throbs and has pain. Not, it doesn't ever have pain for anything else. It's very specific to eat. If I eat sugar or crap, I can feel it starts to throw and it's an indication. And that's always my indication. Like, well, I pushed it too far. I went too far time to get back on. And more than anything, more than the weight gain, if I ever go off plan, I miss the way I feel. I miss how good I feel. The ample amount of energy, the clear head, the good attitude, the smile, the spring of my step. I miss that, Christy. I think your hip injury is interesting because that's what I want to say to people that regain their weight. Really? You don't feel any worse. I just, even if it's 10 pounds, 20 pounds, you're still going to feel a difference. I noticed for me, Christy, the thing that keeps me you know, in line is knowing I get to come see you and all the rebels that keeps me in line. Pretty, you know, pretty much in line. The other thing is Christy, I, I don't like the way my stomach hurts, you know, having been a failed weight loss surgery survivor and lost the weight, even though the weight loss surgery did not work for me. And we've talked about that on this podcast. I don't feel good. Like I, my, my, I just feel miserable. I have a headache. Uh, my stomach hurts. Uh, I just hurt. And it's, I, and then I notice if my clothes don't fit. And then of course I'm cheap. So I don't want to go out and buy new clothes. So I got to make sure I can still fit into the old ones, you know, and I just, 
I don't understand, but, but I'm with you. That's not painful. That's not painful. Like it must be to go back in and say, I think I need my metformin. Right. I think I need my CPAP again. I think you need to call in that prescription for Lantus or, you know, for your, my, my short acting insulin. I need somebody to start me back on. But I, I wonder, Christy, if they avoid going to the doctor so they can be put back on those things. And then I worry about the damage we're doing to our bodies, not having the insulin, not having the high blood pressure medication, not being on the CPAP, which is so dangerous. I know that this past weekend for our events, I, I used to have a Rebel for Life program. It was, a, it was a VIP program. I don't have it anymore, but I just have a few people left that are finishing their program. And I did a VIP meetup for breakfast with five of my VIPs. It was something special that was just for them. And one of the women said to me, Julie, she said, I had, she had read, she had lost 50 pounds, regained 20 or 30. And she said, because you don't get to talk to people when they've regained their weight. I don't get to see, hear the reason or we would have more data for you. I mean, I know what Ree said when she posted that publicly. So I'm just kind of regurgitating what she said. But Julie said, what made me realize I kind of knew I was regaining the weight. I kind of was aware of it, but I was really ignoring it. But what really brought it to my attention was getting ready for this event coming up this weekend. And I had to buy all new clothes because none of my clothes fit. Because when I was fat and I lost all my weight, I got rid of all my fat clothes. And now that I've gotten fat again, I had to go buy all new clothes. And that's when it really hit me. Maybe that, I mean, for people who have normal functioning bodies and all it is is just a clothing thing, that's what did it for her. That's what did it for Julie. Yeah, that's very interesting. Wow. Yeah, and I think that would definitely be a wake-up call for me as well. Having to go rebuy the same clothes that I had just at a bigger size would be like, eh. And that's why we encourage rebels to clean out their closets. Because if you don't have an, another alternative, when the clothes start to not to fit, it is such a way to go, okay, you know, I need to get a handle on this now. That's such a huge thing. Burn the boats. Burn the boats. Yeah, that way there's no the retreat. Boats. Burn yeah. the boats or burn the bridge, however you want to say. There's no retreat. That way there's no way you can go back. That's why we want you to clean out your closet and donate those clothes or sell them on Poshmark or something. Get rid of that stuff so you have no plan B. And I just, I can't, I don't know. I, I would think that... Having to go back on medication, I think you're right. I think you might have been onto something when you said that, sis, when you said that people might just justify it in their minds. Well, well, my sickness is back. No, your sickness is back is because you caused it. You yes. did this. 88% of all diseases in this world are lifestyle caused. We cause it. And I think that even though they caused it before, they cured themselves before. And then they caused it again. That second time around, they might justify it and just claim. Oh, well, now that's just part of getting old. Yeah. Well, it was unrealistic. Yeah. Because he wasn't right. I couldn't. It, my doctor it, says I can't be that size. Right. And, and, I, and I look back and I think back to the people that have regained their weight. And it's so, that's the hardest part about Code Red for me to deal with is watching the people regain their weight. And it's too, it eats my lunch. And I've worked for years to try to let it go. It's not about me. I feel like it is about me as a coach. Not, I just couldn't quite get them to see that, you know, I just couldn't quite get them to understand that this is a lifestyle and this is what we do the rest of our lives. So I'm thinking to myself, like, I, I think back on a few of the people that have regained their weight that were really sick before. And I'm thinking to myself, I know they won't regain their weight once they leave Code Red. 
because they wouldn't want to be sick again and back on chemotherapy drugs. And then they do. They get sick again and they're back on chemotherapy drugs. And I just, I don't know if I can't convince them and chemotherapy drugs don't convince them, what, what's going to be the thing that keeps them away from gaining their weight back? Yeah. And, and you can't, you can't make that decision for them. If it wasn't enough of a motivator before, then it's to keep it off. But like we've said, I mean, we've said this so many times, Christy, it's just about disconnecting every single one of these people disconnected. I've never seen anyone, and I could be wrong, gain, actively gain weight and stay, well, no, there's been one that I know of that has actively gained weight and stayed connected. But, you know, for the most part, people that disconnect are the ones that gain, people that are in the community, people that are active, people that are coming to events, people that are sharing their struggles, being involved, posting to the app, sharing stories encouraging others. Those are not the people that are having a hard time. It's when people move away. It's when people get mad. It's when people get offended. It's when people leave the group and have no accountability. That's when they really struggle, Christy. It's not the people that stay connected to us with the exception of a very few. Yes. And community is number one biggest determining factor when it comes to losing your weight and keeping off. We know this. Studies have shown this. It's such a drastic change of how you feel when you completely eradicate sugar from your life, when you get off diet soda, when you get off the highly inflammatory foods. I mean, let's just think back on all the things that happen. We have eyesight that improves. The brain fog goes away. Your energy increases. Your libido comes back. There's no pain in your hands and your knees. Reduction of medication. The, the different sizes. Yes, the scale goes down. There's so many things that happen. And it happens within the first... You know, once you get past detox, which is four to seven days, it happens usually for the average person on day eight. And I know that feeling. I know that feeling. And that's enough right there. If nobody, my husband loves me 20 pounds heavier. He likes me heavier. When he met me, I was heavier. I also had long blonde hair. I shaved into a mohawk and I lost some weight. And so he is happier when I'm on the heavier side. And so that's not what does it. And my clothes all still fit. Man, I'm telling you what keeps me on the straight and narrow is because I cannot function when I've had that crap in my body. I can't do it. I am crabby. I am tired. I have headaches. I have backaches. My hip injury hurts. I, I have brain fog. I don't want to work out. I don't want to do the things I love. I don't even want to walk my dogs. So that is so very clear. Even five pounds, 10 pounds, Things zip up easier, but that's even down on the list compared to how good you feel. Guys, those of you guys listening to us right now, think back on the time where you like first got on Code Red. If you're off right now, you first got on Code Red. Do you remember that? How good you felt when you got through detox? I wish almost like we could flip a switch and be like, oh, that's how it felt. Okay, let's go. <laughs> To have people be able to experience it again. Well, that's why we tell people in the Code Red Revolution book, I talk about this and I talk about this on lots of different things is, is you need to document how you feel. Mm -hmm. That's why we have the My Success Journal. That's why I talk about make a video of yourself. Mm -hmm. when, you're actually, when you're actually in that moment of cheating, make a video on how you feel. Tell yourself how you feel. The Biggest Loser, I got this idea from The Biggest Loser back it was on, it ran for 10 years, a number one highest rated show on NBC for years, for 10 years. One of the things they did was they recorded people in the before 
And they use that to replay back to people during their journey when they felt like giving up. Because it's not going to be a matter of if, it's going to be a matter of when you feel like giving up. You've got to have something to hang on to. And you've got to remember how crappy it felt before and how good you feel now. Yeah, don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget how good you felt. If you can just recapture that, that moment, I absolutely love that, Christy. That is absolute gold. Yeah. And I, I love that idea. I didn't know you stole it from TV. Yeah, probably I did. <laughs> there are no original ideas, but it's not just, not just remembering, it's quantifiable data. Take your measurements, take yes. pictures, take, give yourself some data, hold, keep those, have clothes, really take photos, take photos of the genes, how they're shrinking down. Um, make sure that you're keeping track of your stats. Use your metrics to track. That way you can look back. And that's why the, the My Success Journal has spots where you can put your progress photo in there. It put right. the different things in the My Success Journal. Track your sleep. Use your tracking sheets that we, you, you, we use. We want you to actually have tangible, quantifiable data of your journey. That way it's not just you having to remember. You actually can look back and see it. I, I agree 100%. And I bet if you ask Jade, Jade, would you want to go back to picking out your wheelchair? The that thing is, they're, but they're all going to say no. They all say no, and then they do. Well, not Jade. No, not Jade, of course. <laughs> but, but the but other I mean, ones have. Yeah, a lot of them have. And I, I just think it's really important to understand where you were and where you came from and how hard you worked. You know, And I love what our Aunt Barbara said. When she was struggling one time, she said, well, where do I go? Do I regain the weight? Like, what, what's my other option? And I was like, oh, you're exactly right. What is your other option? I love that when she said that. That was excellent. So if you're, you're struggling, don't forget. What is your other option? Right. And your drive has got to be deep, 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 deep. Your why has got to be far beyond the Code Red lifestyle, far beyond Christy, far beyond if Christy shows up on a live video this morning, then I'll stay on track today. It needs to be far beyond if nobody ever watches, if nobody ever sees, if nobody ever says anything, if nobody ever notices, are you still going to stay on track? Would you go through the drive-thru, the Krispy Kreme donut, if nobody would ever know? Would you? I would not, because that's going to make my old hip injury hurt. And then I'm gonna, it's going to be a whole cascade of problems. If nobody would ever know, I still wouldn't do it. I really wouldn't, it, even in the privacy of my own home, because I'm going to feel so crappy. And there's so much I need to get done. I need to put up Christmas stuff. I need to walk my dogs. I need to make sure, you know, Miles is going to bring home a, a deer. We're going to need to process it. Like, I've got things I need to do. And I need to be on my best behavior. If I sneak some sugar or some crap food, that's going to all be jeopardized. I agree. 100%. And I love the way you said that. That was excellent. You do. You have a life to live. You have a life to live. You have a full life to live. And how can you do that if you're not functioning at 100%? And that doesn't happen if you're not at where you want to be weight-wise. 100% agree. Yeah, not only weight, because the weight's going to come off. The weight is, the weight is a, a symptom of a bigger problem. And once you get your food lined out, all the things in your life are going are gonna to level up. All the things in your life are going to happen. But even if nobody would ever notice or ever see, are you still going to stay on the straight and narrow? And so many people aren't. And so it has to be a really deep why, very, very deep, that's not going to go away just because you're offended or just because you just don't feel like it that day. It just, and that's what we're really wanting to instill that super, super deep, that deep, deep why. That way you never forget how it feels. And so, of course, forgetting how good it feels, the way you don't forget it is to make sure that you keep track of your progress. Write it down, 
write it down, write it down, take pictures, keep track. Excellent. Yeah, that's excellent. That's great advice. That's perfect. Well, Carrie's not very talkative this morning, so we're going to go ahead and... <laughs> You're saying it's excellent. I didn't even have, a, I didn't have an idea of how they were going to do it. I just thought we were going to talk about why. why people forget. People forget how good they felt. And well, I, I can't know, rely like... on my memory because my memory <laughs> is... But man, I do... When I feel that old ice pick stabbing pain in my hip and that old injury, I just go, well, you pushed it too far, Christy. Like, why would you want it? It's not hard for me to remember. I love the way I feel when I'm on Code Red. I, it is the best feeling of the, so far beyond the way I look in the mirror. Because you look at me when I'm off track versus on track. There's not a lot of difference in the look. But it's a night and day difference in how I feel. And there's a lot of research, Chrissy, that backs up what you're saying. Because we know that you can function at a better brain level. We know that your brain can function more efficiently when you are burning fat instead of burning glucose for fuel. So there were studies have shown that if you want to be clear-headed, that if you want to have better brain function, if you want to think better, think tank people, they won't eat. They choose to burn fat. Now, we're not suggesting you do that. We're just suggesting that you choose when you, especially when you have to be in a meeting. I've heard of these top biohackers, Christy, Talk about, well, I'm heading into a meeting. So like they want to flip their switch into fat burning mode. So they will purposely cut out anything that their body can use as fuel except for fat. Because when your brain uses fuel for fat, it works more efficiently. This is why we use a fat burning lifestyle for people who have uh, seizure disorders. A fat burning way to go is more efficient for the brain. So for people that have seizures and whatnot, that's a different story, but same principle. So that's why Christy feels so good. That's why we all feel so good. We, we can get through these long days and do these hard things because our body is using fat for fuel instead of McDonald's and Swedish fish and mm. Wendy's and Slurpees and all that other baloney. Christy's body is efficiently using hamburgers and awesome pickles that are in her refrigerator that I just got to eat. <laughs> yeah, those are good. She, she's I want to read good stuff. <laughs> I want to read you a DM I just got this morning. Okay. Obviously, I, I won't tell you that the name. I don't have the permission. Okay. She okay, said, okay. I need someone to completely kick my ass back into the code red lifestyle. I, I self-sabotage. And I had had it, sis. I don't even know who this person is. And this is what I wrote, replied back. Oh, you no. don't need someone to completely kick your ass. You need to kick your own ass. You need to want this for yourself so bad that you'll do anything to get it. You need to be sick of being fat enough to quit shoving crap in your mouth. Remember, no one's coming for you. No one cares more than you do. You have to want this for yourself even if no one is on your side and no one is here to help you. You might not even be self-sabotaging. It might just be that you simply don't care enough to do something about it. Well, you better copy that. I did. I took a screenshot of it. I would copy that because, Christy, that's going to be now what you're going to put on every DM. 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 That's DM, right. DM. I'm just going to exactly. That was excellent. She said, thank you for putting it out there like that. And I said, well, out of total love, if I didn't care, I wouldn't have said anything. That's exactly right. Boy, that is, that's powerful. We should have the podcast people flash out on the screen. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe Nobody the, is coming for you. <laughs> no one's coming for you. Just no one cares. Hurt, Christy. I have a friend, Christy. I have a friend that has struggled with the same I mean, 40. So, I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's not a lot of weight, but I'll just say 20 to make her feel better. It is a constant carry. I need to get back on code red. Carrie, I need to get back on code red. Carrie, and I want to say to her, stop. It doesn't hurt. You don't remember how good you felt 20 pounds down. It's probably more like 40 that she needs to lose, but I'm just going to say 20. You don't remember and you don't care enough to get down there again. So, stop 
killing yourself and, and, and messaging me about it because it's not going to change. It hasn't changed. It's been years. You've been sending me the same text message over and over and over. And I'm like, do you have the food list? Yes. Have you been drinking the water? I'm going to start. Okay. It's the same thing. It's the same message. And I love this person dearly, but it's the same message. It hasn't changed. And the reason is, is because she doesn't remember how good it felt to feel good. She's forgotten. Hmm. Well, she's forgotten. Yeah, she's forgotten. And we don't want you guys to forget. When I say once, once again, I want to reiterate when I say forgetting how good it feels, document it so that you don't ever forget how good it feels, how bad you felt before, how good you feel now, how you never want to go back to your old life. I mean, Carrie, people looked us in the eye. I am never going back to my old life. And I just sit there and look at them and they won't as long as they stay connected, but they won't also as long as they truly understand this is their, their life, the rest of their life. And you don't ever want to go back to your old ways. Agreed. hundred percent agreed. That's excellent. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed this very direct and aggressive rebel weight loss and lifestyle episode for getting how good it feels. And I think so many of you who are listening to us right now, you're listening. So that's good, but you have forgotten how good it feels and you got to get through that four to seven days of detox and you got to keep on trucking and stop going around this weight loss mountain over and over and over and over and over. Just get it done, get it over with, get that weight off and live this way. Cause this is the proper human way that humans have been living for a millennia. This is not a diet. This is a lifestyle. I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. So we encourage you to digest this podcast. Listen to it again. This is the way for you. This is the right path for you. Good stuff. I agree hundred percent. I think it is, it may kind of hurt your feelings, kind of step on your toes a little bit, but listen to it again. And sometimes, like I said, in the baby in the bathwater podcast, sometimes if it hurts your feelings, there's probably a little bit of truth in it. Thank you for joining us, guys. We love you guys. We'll see you on the 10 pound takedown. We'll see you in the Code Red private network. We have a a private network that we deliver all of our programs and products off of social media platforms. We no longer rely on social media in order to deliver the good stuff to our Code Red Rebels. We're doing it in a private network setting, free from drama, free from algorithms, free from ads, free from censorship. So join us over there and we'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. Everybody have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're not subscribed already, please be sure to do that right now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review this podcast. That would be just so helpful. Speaking of help, let me know if I can help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com, check out my programs and see what we can do for you. Until next time, Rebel on.